everybody, Coach John Daly here back again. Today's date, April 9th, 2020. That is a Thursday, and uh, I don't know where you guys are at, um, but we've had all four. I always start off with weather. I don't know why I do this, but we've had all forms of weather today. The sunshine, it was nice out. The sun's back out again. Uh, we had snow. We had uh, pellets, um, dark clouds, wind, and everything. But I'm wondering, a few miles south of me, Dr. Jeff Lipp, who's joining me now. Uh, what's the weather like you, for you down there, buddy? It's a colder Thursday than I want it to be, my friend. <laughs> we are trying this out on Zoom, and so I can see Jeff uh, on video right now. He has got a very warm-looking blue sweatshirt on. <laughs> it's the same clothes I think I've wore the last week. <laughs> I hate I, to admit it like that, but uh, I mean... Why do I need to dress up to a certain extent, right? That's right. That's right. Even though you did tell me this is your fourth Zoom meeting today, right? <laughs> Absolutely. 100%, man. So nobody yeah, can... work doesn't stop because you're at home. That's right. Nobody can see the, the uh, pastel flowery shorts that you have on now? <laughs> this is 100% accurate, yeah. <laughs> you just see them from the shoulder up. I like that. Yeah, just definitely wanted to uh, try something new uh, with the Zoom meeting. Um, um, I, I talked with uh, Coach Dave Rucker today, and we did a little five-minute trial of which I want to see how the video and audio breaks down in that. But uh, Coach Rucker's going to be on my show soon uh, from down in Texas, and so we're going to try that out. Uh, but I want to bring uh, Dr. Lip on today to talk about this book that I got for Christmas, The Rabbit Effect, okay, by uh, Dr. Kelly Harding, Live Longer, Happier, and Healthier with the Groundbreaking Science of Kindness. This came from uh, John O'Leary's podcast, uh, a while back that he interviewed Dr. Harding and uh, I got fired up with the book and I wanted to share it out with uh, Dr. Lip so much so that Dr. Lip, I know you have tons of work going on and tons of books that you are reading, but uh, I need to get you a copy of this book because it is right up your alley. You and Nick Denault, I think would just love the stats and the research that's in this book. Uh, it, it was a little bit over my head, but I know you guys could handle it. I love the book, and so I know you guys would like it too. So just a heads up that uh, you got something, another book on your list coming up. I hope I'm that's looking okay. forward to it, Coach. I'm looking forward to it. Excited. Good deal. All right, just want to throw a couple things out at you from the book. So not going through a whole ton of it, but um, I'm looking for your thoughts on this quote um, from Dr. Martin Luther King. We've learned to fly the air like birds. We've learned to swim the seas like fish. And yet we haven't learned to walk the earth as brothers and sisters. Hmm. Dr. Martin Luther King said that. And if a lot of this, I think our discussion, the stuff I throw out to you, obviously, you know, the elephant in the room is the, the COVID-19 virus and right. the why we're at home. Uh, but I think there's a lot of topics in this book that are just so perfect now uh, for mental health, physical health, relationships, everything. So you could kind of obviously have that as part of your thoughts uh, with these things too. So what are you thinking about those, those thoughts from Dr. Martin Luther King? Well, first off, I want to say this. That's a beautiful quote. It is unbelievable. As much as we know, we really don't know a lot of things. And so what's interesting about this pandemic that has taken place in our society more than anything is that we really do not know a lot about what's going on, you know? And so what, the number one thing I've learned about this, and I've talked about this with my pastor quite frequently, and one of the things that we talked about. Sorry. No, it's okay. So one of the things that we talked about more than anything like that was the 
fact that obviously this virus is quite contagious. Uh, we delayed our conversation today about a half an hour so I can take a look at what the governor in the state of Michigan had to say for everything going on with our quarantine. But basically, the the long story short is that even though this virus is so contagious, love is also mm. contagious. Mm. And the more love that we put on this world, it's going to have the same effect to a certain extent. You know, you just hope that more people can find the value in love. But now I think you need love more than anything. And when I spoke with my pastor just, just the other night, more than anything, he, that's exactly what he reminded me of, the importance of love. And obviously, the more that you love, the more the positivity that you share out, the more kindness that you share out, the more compassion that you share out, the more frequently that you'll attribute to what Dr. King just said in regards to that quote. You know, we all become brothers and sisters in times of crisis like this. And love is really the key value here in trying to evaluate how we can move towards a team direction and handle this whole thing. You know, everything that I see commercial-wise, it always stresses to the point that we're all in this together. And every time I hear that phrase, it has to do with the value of love. That's how I look at it. And what I see on TV every single time is that for every negative information that I hear, in regards to statistics more anything like that, because obviously it's going to get worse before it gets better, is the fact that the more and more we care about each other, the more and more we display positivity across what we're trying to do and come from a team approach, the more that we find the value of love. And it kind of helps you shape your definition of love more than anything like that. Hmm. So, so I, I love that. So that last part, and yet we haven't learned to walk the earth as brothers and sisters. Maybe we're learning because of what's going on. Or right. We're getting, I mean, getting better. I mean, just take a look at your own life and your own partner that you share your life with. If, you have, if you're lucky enough to share someone with it. Reality is that if I, I mean, going back to my own personal situation, when I was married, uh, I can tell you my first year of marriage was not as great as my like sixth year of marriage, right? And for me, I learned so much more in my sixth year because you grow into yourself as a person and you become more mature with your experiences. So I think that's a huge piece in kind of helping shaping your definition of anything in life is your experiences that you take. And then the learning of the mistakes that you do on a consistent basis, because everyone makes mistakes. We're all human beings. We're all, but during this time of crisis, I think we're all trying our best. And if that's all you're doing and that's all you can do, then do it, you know, but it's obviously a lot easier to fall into other things and become more lethargic in choosing some things. But now is the time to kind of utilize that time and either do podcasts, you know, reach out to your common neighbor in a healthy manner, you know, keeping the social distancing but in reality is, again, what I'm hearing from, sorry about that. What I'm hearing from Dr. King is, again, the more that you love your neighbor, the more you're learning about the definition of love and how to shape it. Love that part, man. That's good stuff. Uh, we've talked about loneliness before, and there's a great little uh, section here um, about loneliness is like the killer looking in the basement that is in a horror movie. Right. In short bursts, up to a few days at a time, it motivates us to reconnect with others. When loneliness is prolonged, it's riskier than well-established hazards, such as obesity, physical inactivity, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol. In a meta-analysis that looked at the health of nearly 4 million people, obesity increased the risk of an early death by 30%, whereas loneliness increased it by 50%. We talk about the obes obesity epidemic, but what about the millions of lonely people? Feeling chronically lonely increases the odds of heart disease and stroke by 30%. Loneliness is equivalent to smoking 15 cigarettes a day or heavy alcohol use. And so there's a little um, 
notations there that she has all these studies backed up. So the back of the book is just full of the, the stats and, and the legitimacy of this. But here we are, and, and I just watched the governor's uh, address too, the, the social isolation is happening even more and more. Yes. So on top of us being lonely before this, like if the old normal before this hit, there was a lot of loneliness. Now it's being forced upon us. Right. What can, what can be done to help people in those, in those situations and what can be done to help ourselves? I mean, honestly, that's a very loaded question. And the one thing that you want to realize when you're dealing with any type of loneliness is what can we control in this particular time? How are you spending your time in a you know, healthy manner or anything like that? So I can, again, I'm going to go back to experience. So, you know, when, when this whole thing happened, my sister and my family probably panicked more than I did, truthfully, because I've been, you know, I've been, I, I've been by myself for a very long time, you know, and I, you know, I can deal with the pockets of time. So, I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm a human being. I, I've experienced loneliness, but I mean, to this extent where everyone else is feeling, I, I've been here for a very long time, truthfully. And it's not like I, I'm a deep in my loneliness, but I know when it gets bad for me. And so again, this, this, what this is teaching me in this whole pandemic is that I need to reach out more now to people. And because I'm, I'm actually quite calm to a certain extent when it comes to these things like that, because, you know, I, I, I shared a lot with my pastor and I share a lot of people that want to talk about this topic is that I've been using this time to kind of heal my body. Like, I mean, I wake up every morning at, you know, the crack of dawn and I'm at the gym trying to exercise, trying to do my thing. And my routine got jacked up obviously because of this whole COVID-19 thing. But more than anything, what I realized is that now I do, I have the time. I got to embrace the time and not fall into the trap of like my depression of my anxiety, my stress. And what I need to realize more than anything like that is that, you know what, even though we are socially isolated, does not mean I disconnect with people in general. So again, I reach out and I call. I honestly probably talk to someone different each and every single day. Mm -hmm. I've done that since I've been on the quarantine more than anything like that because it's the most valuable thing for me is that I need to connect with these people. Cool. I need to make sure that they're doing well. And again, it's that concept of Hearing loneliness and the biggest antidepressant that exists in this world right now is giving. Mm -hmm. So how and what predictive manner are you doing to give? And so for me, it's like, again, I thought this before this whole social isolation took place was again, I, I pick up a phone and I call and sometimes they're like, Oh my goodness, it's so good to hear from you. And it's the same thing. And it's vice versa. And now I'm having more people frequently call me just to kind of check in on me. And again, like people that weren't like used to this, uh, you know, obviously, because it's not normal to be socially isolated all the time. But for me, again, that was quite normal because, you know, I just, you know, that's who I am as a person. You know, I, I come home from work and I, and I do my things to get what I need to get done. Uh, but again, I, I think that if you just use that time right now to just find some way to reach out or connect with someone via Facebook, whatever the case may be, you know, any type of social media platform, again, just reach out to your friends to see what's going on. It's going to be a productive use of time. It just had some really deep conversations. I've, I know, I've, honestly, John, I've had some really deep conversations with people that I have not had since in high school, right? Because in high school, there was no such thing for me in regards to social media. It was literally picking up the phone and calling and talking to someone for like hours, honestly, about whatever's on our mind. And, uh, you know, the, the, the social media, like the FaceTiming apps, all the Zoom stuff, it's amazing. And when you utilize that type of technology, and you reach out to people, you check in on them. It's it's just probably the most healthiest thing that you could possibly do right now. That's very cool. So you are getting more sleep now? 
I'm getting a ton more sleep. Brother, uh, you, you didn't sleep that much before all this. I know. And that's another thing that I'm getting adjusted to. Again, like the sleep is really healing my body. But at the same time, is that like, I'm also in almost like a summertime mood, you know, because if I get too used to this, you know, then it's like a shock to my system when we decide to go back. And I know we're not going to go guns a blazing or anything like that. But in reality, is that like, I'm trying to be, you know, limit my, obviously my time on the TV. I'm trying to limit my time and doing other things that are not destructive use of my time. But I mean, again, like it is easy to fall in those types of traps because I know you're reading that book right now, but if you look at everything right now, there are so many things happening like drugs and alcohol, like marijuana sales in the state of whatever marijuana is legal is skyrocketing. You know, uh, alcohol sales have been skyrocketing. And I would, I would imagine that if you look at any type of social media platform, people feel like they gain a lot more weight, you know, because I, obviously you can use that time in one way or the other, you know, you yes. can either be, you know, non-productive or you can use that time as, you know, constructive time to kind of keep working on yourself. And, you know, again, me being, and I don't want to take away from anyone feeling isolated, but I, I've been, you know, I've been here before, truthfully. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. I've been taking my experience and I've, and I've been concentrating on using that. So, you know, again, I can only speak to my situation, but that's really what I've been using to try to get through some of this. Awesome. Yeah, that's great. And that's one thing that um, I know I am trying not to, quite frankly, I'm not trying to have a drink every night. Yeah. Even though part of it is to to help it kind of numb what's going on. Dude, I, I tell you, I think there's been, I, there's been a moment of tears in, for me every day of right. this crisis. Um, a song comes on that, you know, I'm, t- I'm trying to listen to a lot more music. I go to the TV on a lot during the day. Right. We'll watch an hour or so at night and get the updates and kind of watch it together, my wife and I. Uh, but I'm usually tearing up then too, for sure, for all these stories. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's definitely, yeah, we can spend our, our time differently here. Uh, getting out of shape is definitely one of them uh, in many different ways. Wanna, wanna, again, I mean, yeah. what you bring up here is that, you know, again, like fear and anxiety, you know, fear is like a natural human reaction, yes. right? I mean, I mean, it's a human, natural human emotion. Everyone has a little bit of fear to a certain extent. In reality, you know, what you're doing is you're trying to comfort that fear, right? You're trying to pick a, whatever you're trying to do, either adult beverage or whatever you're trying to do, you're trying to comfort that fear to a certain extent. But at some point, if you're just relying on that as a sole thing to get you through tough times, then you might be heading in a wrong direction that you might want to reevaluate again, what you need to do to refocus your life in a more productive manner. Gotcha. Cool. I want to combine a couple things here. Um, despite the long hours, it's estimated that at least half of us are dissatisfied with our jobs. The American Psychological Association reports job pressures, job pressure, such as feeling overwhelmed or tension with coworkers or a boss is the top cause of personal stress in the U.S., even ahead of money and health concerns. Yes. 40% of Americans report their job is very extremely, very or extremely uh, stressful. And 2016 data from the General Social Security Survey found that half of workers feel burned out. Burnout is a mix of exhaustion, cynicism, and inefficiency, and considered the reason half of all people leave their workplaces. So that could be combined with this time that we have on our hands now, okay? And this saying from, it's attributed to Buddha. Um, I don't know if that's where you got it from, but you have said this over and over again. 
your purpose in life is to find your purpose and give your whole heart and soul to it. Yes. So some of this time right now, if there are, if there is a lot of dissatisfaction with our jobs and either you are at home um, because you're not working or you still might be working, but you're still at home more because you can't go places is now a great time to look at other things to really try and figure out what your passion is and, and make some changes. hundred percent. I mean, now is the time to do it. If you listen to Sam Crowley's podcast, that's all he's talking about. He's like, now is the time to do it. Now is the time to embrace what you are passionate about and follow that. You know what I find amazing truthfully. And then we, you know, I've talked about this before too. You know, a lot of people that go into any type of service job, like, you know, like, you know, obviously uh, being a law enforcement educators, whatever it may be, when they retire, the last thing they want to do is still work in a professional job because they literally burn themselves off. Yes. And what they end up doing is going to different jobs that honestly go towards an interest of what they want. And so what Sam says in his podcast all the time, again, is to just follow that passion. Now is the time to do it. I know you. I've heard you listen to your podcast all the time. You've even signed up for his course, you know. It can help do that if you, that's something you want to do. But the reality is that you will find more purpose and more longevity in any type of work that you do if your passion is associated with it, you know. And so, I mean, I think the other podcast I'm going to pump here is Work Life by Adam Grant. It is, it is probably the best podcast I've ever listened to. And he talks about all these particular topics in regards to the work environment. And the number one thing that you may mention of is that Money is important. I'm not saying that it's not a variable, but the number one reason why people do not like continue to work at places is because they just don't like the work environment. It's, it has nothing to do with money. I mean, money is there. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going to sit here and lie to you that if I'm making a hundred grand more some other place, I'm going to obviously leave. Right. But the reality is that money, again, is just not as important as the relationships that you have with your superior or the relationships that you have with people that if you as a superior yourself work underneath you. But in reality, again, it's the relationships and the people that you work with is what gives you longevity in the job. Mm, fantastic. That's good stuff. So that was Work Life by Adam Grant. Yeah, it's phenomenal. I mean, his last podcast that I listened to, I didn't listen to the one the other day, they talked about trust and how trust is can be viewed in different directions. Meaning that like, you know, if I'm trying to be transparent with you all the time, that's saying that, hey, listen, I trust you enough to be transparent. But in reality, if you flip the coin, well, if you trust me that enough, why are you being this open with me in the first place, right? So there are a lot of differences in regards to how you look at trust. But how, how they talk about that, even when they get that other side of the perspective, is that trust is developmental. And I think that's very phenomenal to look at. And similar to your experience. The more that you learn from your experiences, you learn to develop your pattern of what trust looks like for you. And so again, the more and more experience I have with someone, I'm going to trust consistently. If I give them something to do or, you know, they tell me to do something and I follow through with action, that is building my level of trust. So trust is more developmental than it is any other way about being transparent or anything like that. Man, I knew I came to the right guy to talk about this stuff with, brother. You are just freaking hitting home runs left and right. There, I won't go that far. It's more about obviously having some time to, again, self-reflect and kind of listen. Love it. A uh, couple more. Research shows that empathy is the gateway to compassion and compassion is a higher level mental skill we can harness for growth and healing. Perhaps counterintuitively, even if we are the one 
who has suffered the trauma, showing compassion for others and helping them put their trauma in perspective may help heal our own. And the best part is that compassion breeds compassion. Mm. By showing compassion, we buffer each other's stress and help one another deal with adversity. Together, we reinforce each other's personal growth. So I love the fact that you've been in touch with people every day. Um, I know I haven't been for the most part. There's been a lot of days I've reached out or people have reached out to me. Uh, I had a great conversation with a former student this morning uh, by Facebook message, you know, just to follow up for wishing her happy birthday from yesterday. And we had a great conversation for 15 minutes back and forth. Um, there is a lot of value to that. And I love the, the idea of compassion breeds compassion. We need it more now than ever before. And I think the key is we needed it before too. We just weren't practicing it. And I think we are now. What are your thoughts on that? Because you've already shared some parts about it with being compassionate with each other. So one of the biggest things that you said there was empathy. And in counseling, how you build the best rapport with your clients is to learn how to build empathy with them. And one of the most simplest things that I tell my counselors in training is that if you reflect, so I, what I hear you say is dot, dot, dot. And when you say that little bit, it's literally like someone's listening to you. And that, that little bit that someone's listening to you, you feel like you're connected with them and someone's actually there to listen. Okay. And so right there and then you're building that little small piece of empathy, which goes a long way. You know, counselors do not need to be empathetic to be a counselor. Okay. That's mm. true. All right. But I can tell you right now, if you want to be better at any particular profession, if you come with a little bit of empathy, you'll learn a lot more and you'll open more doors in your perspective. So choosing to be empathetic is your choice. You, you don't have to do it if you don't want to, especially in my profession, you don't really have to do it. But one of the things that I can tell you right now as an administrator is that I started out with empathy, you know, because I mean, I'm going to some of the things that I know works for me and empathy and learning how to listen to people and what they've experienced helps me build the foundation to make a choice from this point forward. So obviously listening and empathy are two tools that I would say that are completely valuable. So obviously empathy leads to compassion because the more that you feel like you're walking in someone else's shoes, the more you can feel like you can give love to that situation that's taking place. So if you want to help that person get across that finish line as a team, by being empathetic and being compassionate shows them that I will never leave you. I will walk with you and I'll make sure you get to the finish line as soon as uh, you know, you're ready to get there. So Love that. Man, that's fantastic stuff. So the growth that you've had, have you surprised yourself with jumping into the administrator's role that you have and stretching yourself way beyond what you ever thought you could do? Uh, absolutely, John. I mean, let's just be real. Like, okay, I mean, just take away from the professional side. Let, let's take a look at our journey and how we started this whole podcasting thing to a certain extent, right? I got on here just to share a story. That's it. And I didn't want anyone else to go through what I went through personally. And look how far we got. You know, I, the best indicator I can give you right now. So what I'm doing with my time, my biggest vice right now in regards to my television watching or anything like that, is I'm not watching anything on Netflix. I'm literally trying to catch up on all these Marvel movies that I've not seen <laughs> in the, like the last 10 years. Okay. And I can tell you one movie in particular. I would say the movie came out about, you know, five years ago, somewhere around that time. It's called Guardians of the Galaxy. If anyone has watched that, it's, it's a phenomenal movie. But in the scene, the first scene that he has, the, the main character on there, he's losing his mom to cancer. 
And um, I, I was in a the movie theater. I remember this clear as day, watching that movie with my friends. And as I was watching that movie, my friends, it took everything within my power not to lose it, not to cry in front of everybody in my, you know, in front of my friends. Right. And for me, I was like, man, I can't believe this is so hard. And that was, again, that was a very egocistic thing because I'm like, my friends won't judge me. I just felt like that being who I was, I'm like, I don't want to cry because I've cried enough. I, I've almost, I've lost my dad. And at the same particular time, I went through the, the most messiest divorce, in my opinion, that I could go through. And, you know, at the end of the day, when I started watching this movie again this time, because I've seen it already, but it's in the line of series that I have to watch to get to the end part of all these Marvel movies I have to watch in succession. I just saw my own, like, emotional maturity grow from, the, from, from, the, you know, from that particular movie. And so what I reflected on in that particular moment was like, man, God, I am just so thankful that I am here. I'm alive. I can't believe I'm emotionally here, truthfully. Because it, it's been one of the longest journeys of emotion ever again. And, and I'll be honest with you, I never want to go back there again. But I mean, it's like life is not easier than it was before. I mean, you know, we still, I, we still have to work. You know, COVID-19 has hit full-blown, you know. And so it's not getting any easier. But in reality is I think I've developed enough tools to be mature enough to handle my emotions and not letting my emotions overcome my intellect to a certain extent. But still be able to recognize that when I'm giving into my emotions when I more need to. And it's helped a lot. And so again, it's the second time I watched this movie. I cried. I'm not gonna lie, I cried. But you know, at that time I was like, man, I can't believe, like I don't feel the level of pain that I did when I first time I watched this movie. Mm-hmm. And it's because again, I think I've gone through a lot to overcome a lot and to get to a position I am. So um, I take a look at that as every day. Uh, I still have a job. I still think I'm just grateful for that. And truly, you know, some people look at me as leadership now. And I think that's uh, a monumental stuff for me too. So, you know, again, I'm just growing myself as a person. And hopefully one day uh, my higher power rewards me uh, with a ton more of my own personal life. And that, that's, that's how I can look at it right now, honestly, truthfully. That's powerful. What a, what a great look back at, what, at your journey and how it ties into all this. That's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, just about done. So in addition, we can practice gratitude, which has been shown to boost mood and reduce stress. Consider the amazing people who have believed in you and helped you get where you are in life. So obviously you've done that. In addition, you can practice random acts of kindness to make someone's day and remind others of the goodness that exists. Buying somebody a cup of coffee. Let someone who seems in a rush to go in front of you in a line, might be six feet in front of you now, but uh, take colorful flowers over to a friend. Check in and on people like you have, right? It will fill you full of gratitude and offset some of the sadness in the world. So those two things, the gratitude and random acts of kindness, um, I know that's been a big couple of vocab words for you, especially the gratitude. Um, have you been in touch with those more during this crisis? 100%. Let me give you the biggest example. So one of the things you know our district is doing is that we're giving food away every Tuesday and Friday to our community that needs the food as a whole. And the closed flower shop, Viviano's, they drop flowers off. And basically, you know, they would give it to the community. Well, what's interesting is that we had some leftover flowers the last time I gave them some food. And I took those roses to my sister, my brother-in-law, and his wife, and my niece. And I took them over to a couple of friends. And I dropped them off. Uh, I'm going to throw Chris Mazzola in here, obviously. Uh, he's one of the biggest 
uh, social distancing police people that I've ever met in my whole entire <laughs> life. Okay. And calling me liars on social media and whatnot. I mean, it's, it's unreal. But anyways, like, so he's the social distancing police. Okay. And, and I get it. I'm following the rules. I'm not saying that, but I dropped him off at his, uh, you know, his, his porch or anything like that, his table. And again, I sent a text and for this week's podcast that I rolled out with you and Trisha, that photo basically that I associated with that podcast was the four pictures that were taken and were sent back to me, uh, but people just appreciated the color, the warmth, you know, it was everything. And I'll be quite honest with you. It's like when I post pictures out like that, they just, for me, it gives me satisfaction that, you know, I'm giving to something that I know people need some, you know, color in their life right now. I know they need to be like, just have some happiness, you know? Mm. And for my sister, she's like, where'd you get this? I mean, she, she must've been on the phone for me for like a half an hour talking about these flowers, you know? And so again, I think that's the most powerful thing is that if you can see an opportunity to give, mm. give, you know? And for me, I was lucky enough to do that. So again, you know, I just, that's how you practice gratefulness, man. I, I don't know what it is. Every single day I wake up and I tell you this, that by the end of the day, I'm hoping that I can write something on my cards that, you know, I did something good or that he showed me something that I didn't learn the day before. Right. And every single day I've still been doing that. It's been the most healthiest thing for me. And I'm still going to practice that. I, I mean, honestly, until I don't even know when I'll stop because I mean, that's just who I am as a person. So Again, it just kind of reminds me that I've been through a lot. I've gone through a lot. And being grateful for just being alive, having a house in my head, around my head, over my head, sorry. And then obviously, you know, being able to still help people in my capacity that I can just means everything. And so, you know, I know a lot more people are suffering right now based on this. And I personally know people that have gone through the COVID-19 virus, you know. And I know people, some people are struggling personally. And I never thought I would get to that point. But, I mean – when I recognize how healthy I am to a certain extent right now, um, I'm kind of grateful. And I'll be honest with you. And, and my mom's healthy and my family's healthy. And that's all I can ask for right now. And the people that I, like, honestly, really, really close with, truly close with, you know, they're, they're healthy right now. And that's the, that's the most important part. Yep. That's, that's powerful. Well, buddy, thank you so much for sharing um, some insight. I, I was looking to, as I finished reading this book today, I knew there were some things in there I wanted to get out just to help some people. And I knew you were the right person to talk with to give your background and your connections with some of these topics and stuff, just to give some people some hope and some positivity and some thoughts that uh, we're going to get through this. And I love the fact that you have it on the point that we're in this together because it is, it's a worldwide thing. It's not like just something in our state and this part of the country, it's a worldwide thing. And so I guess people can understand this more now than ever before. So thank you very much today, buddy. Hey, Bray, I appreciate you giving me the time to do this. And when you told me I was going to do this with you today, again, I tell you this all the time. It's therapy for me. So I love it. And I appreciate all the feedback. And, you know, one last point to what you just said. I mean, we're all starting from ground zero with this, you know. And as we learn to get better from it, I think our experience is going to help us the next time something like this may happen, you know. So power to you, my friend. All right, man. Thanks. All right, you guys. Hope you enjoyed that today. Uh, Again, keep in touch with me. Keep sharing love. Keep sharing this. Uh, the link to these podcast numbers are going up. We had a huge spike over the last week or so of uh, listeners, which is really good. I really appreciate you guys from all over the world. I do hope you're well and safe. Uh, and again, keep in touch over on Facebook at coach to expect success over on Twitter at coach to success, coach John Daly on Instagram. And of course, coach to expect success.com. Uh, the book list is there. Get some books read while you have some time, hopefully. 
All right, you guys, keep taking care of yourselves and each other. We'll talk again soon. See ya.